Welcome to the Just Do It podcast, hosted by Anne Duffy. Dental Entrepreneur Women is here to dive deep and share stories with the mission to inspire, highlight, empower, and connect all women in dentistry. Hi, everybody. It is Anne Duffy, and I want to welcome you to the Just Do It podcast. Thank you for being here. I've got a very special guest today and a very, very dear friend. Uh, Mary and I go back, I don't know, 25 years, and you've heard her on our podcast before. And the reason we're bringing Mary back in such a short time is because she wrote an amazing article for our spring edition of Dental Entrepreneur Woman called, Please Listen to Your Gut. And I really encourage you to read her article and then listen to this podcast and share it. Because as Mary and I were talking, um, there is more to this than what she wrote in this article. But before we get started, before I, I get you going with Mary, let me tell you a little bit about Mary. Again, I told you I, I met her 25 years ago at the Holiday Dental Conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. We became fast friends. And if I ever needed help in anything, Mary's always there to say yes. And um, she's always also there to pick me up, pick all of us up. I get little gifts from Mary. She's a very good gift buyer. And I get little gifts and I get little things that she's made. She's very creative. She actually made all the booklets for our uh, do retreat last year, which are what is, is so near and dear to my heart. I love it. I want to, I want to have this for every do retreat uh, we've ever, we, we have in the future because it speaks so highly of what we are to we at do is to wrap our arms around each other. Everybody's welcome at our table. Well, Mary, she's an author, an educator, a transition advisor. Mary Fisher Day authored The Dental Business, A Blueprint for Success. Two editions are out, one and two, and is the founder of The Dental Business. She is a board member of Dental Entrepreneur, The Future of Dentistry, an active member of the Academy of Dental Management Consultants, and of Dental Entrepreneur Woman, and she's also a legacy coach. So I know Mary will talk a little bit about that. Um, I have loved her passion for helping dentists secure their legacy through the, the, the business they've built, the team they've built, the community and the culture. So Mary Fisher Day, welcome to the Just Do It podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Oh my gosh, Mary, you wrote this article and you know, we were together, I was reading it. And then I, I, it, I didn't even realize it when you said, I, I need to share this story. I didn't realize it was that weekend that was the catalyst for you to discover the hidden secret in your body and what it was doing to you. I remember talking about it at the dinner table and then I had to leave early. So I missed the whole zipline extravaganza. Thank God I missed that because I read your article. You guys never shared that it was like the zipline from, you know, it's like a, that, uh, you know, world uh, marathoners and, and triathletes do. We didn't know it was going to be that either until we got there and we realized we're like, all right, well, we're here. Let's do it. Oh, Lordy, this is this is the real deal. This is not some little teeny zip line at, at Carolyn's. I was hoping I was I weighed too much or I was too old or something <laughs> because they weigh you, they check your age and all that. But I, I was fine. But I it was okay. <laughs> well, I know, but it, in your article, that that also was another like a wake up moment for you, Mary. So walk us through, walk us, walk our listeners through what this that this weekend did for you and then the journey beyond that. So go ahead. 
All right. So I guess I need, well, the article starts with me talking about how I went about even having breast implants. I was not somebody who needed breast implants. I was having a mommy makeover, a breast lift at 48 years old. I realize some people may hear this podcast that don't read the article. That's the reason I'm going back to that. So it was just a breast breast lift. My doctor my surgeon encouraged me to have implants put in because he said I wouldn't like the results of the breast lift otherwise. And I'm like, I think I'll be fine. And he's like, seriously. And he kept on and kept on. Then a week before my surgery, I was still saying no to the implants. I was diagnosed with melanoma and my dermatologist knew this doctor was getting ready to do surgery. So she had him removing my melanoma as well. And I said, I'm not going to fight with him about the implants anymore. (laughs) He's removing my cancer from my back and my stomach. I had melanomas on both places. And um, I was like, whatever. And wrote that other $3,000 check. (laughs) Wow, at the last minute. And that's like kind of like giving up. You can only take so much. It's like, okay, it'll be fine, right? Trust the stars. He said it's saline implants. You will be fine. Because I was concerned about silicone. I'm allergic to so many things. Anyway, he said, you'll be fine. All right. So I had it. And I, first of all, I put, I haven't even said this part, but he put in ones that were much too big, but you were surprised. I was very surprised. Todd was not unhappy. <laughs> Your hubby. Yeah. Todd is my hubby, but I was like, not what I had in mind, but anyway, so I started, I, I blamed a lot of things on being tired because of recovering from melanoma surgeries, being tired from, I was 48 years old, maybe I'm getting close to menopause. I was working sometimes 16 hours a day and um, because I'm practice management consulting and was working with Henry Schein practice transitions with in their transition division. By the way, there's no such thing as part-time practice transitions. If anybody ever asks, <laughs> once you're in it, you're in it. You have to get that client through anyway. Um, I started feeling worse and worse through the years. Um, I had the implants in November, 2012. By 2014, we were going to Napa for my 50th birthday. And I remember very little of it. I felt so sick. I spent a good bit of that time in bed. I was sad. I was heartbroken. I felt like the biggest lump, but I just was sick. I got sick. I, st- I was nauseous, bl- had blurry vision, and couldn't think straight. And then I was like, all right, menopause? Am I just tired? Todd kept saying, melanoma is not going to kill you. Stress is going to kill you because he knew I was stressed. I worked while I was there too. Then another year goes by, and we had this planned, this beautiful trip to the Virgin Islands and um, British Virgin Islands with some other couples. And I was sick. And I kept feeling worse and worse. I started having a fever that would not go away. Headaches, unexplained fever, blurry vision, swelling. I started gaining weight and losing hair. That's, it's supposed to go the opposite. So, and I was like, this is so crazy. Todd said, it's all symptoms of weight loss or of overwork. I said also symptoms of menopause. So, but as it kept on, I started saying, what is really going on here by 20? 16, 2017, it just kept getting worse and worse. Didn't plan any huge trips because I was too sick. 
2018, I um, spent some time with some girlfriends at a football game. And then we, it was the year we were going to the national championship game. And so we went in January of 2019. She bleeds orange, by the way. We're talking Clemson. I do. I do. And we won the national championship game. And I, that was actually a bucket list of mine. And we beat Alabama. I'm sorry if you're a Crimson Tide, but I mean, we beat Alabama bad. So, but here's the thing, guys. I don't remember a lot of it. If we didn't have pictures and there weren't videos, those are the things that bring things back to me. There was so much cool stuff that happened there that I didn't feel like attending. Keith Urban was in concert right there for free. I had to go sit down in the bleachers. I felt sick. I, I felt horrible the whole time. Um, there were so many other things I wanted to see and didn't do because I felt so bad. So this was um, early January. The end of January of 2019, I we had a pre-planned girls trip just to Greenville, South Carolina for a workcation, which was a bunch of people in the dental industry, a bunch of women got together. I was there. And, yes. And, and joined us. And um, we, we talked business, we talked shop, we do some fun things, all of this. And I felt lousy. And by that Saturday night, after we went zip on the zip line tour from hell, um, <laughs> I was... <laughs> Um, by that night, I was really sick and it was starting to show in my attitude. I just, I, I'd gotten to the point where I just couldn't even fake it anymore. I, I, I had been faking, feeling good for so long. And then I'd try to go hide out in a room and sleep and do any crying I need to do because I literally felt like I was dying. I felt like my body was shutting down. I, I had no idea what was happening to me other than that. And I didn't know why. I, and to answer your question, during all those years, yes, I went to many doctor's appointments. I had all kinds of blood work done. I was tested for everything you can imagine. And they found nothing. They found nothing that they, any of my doctors thought was unusual. I would have a number off here or a number off there, a few numbers that are like, oh, it's not normally that way. So it's a one-time off for you. Don't worry about that. You know, but nobody put the whole picture together until that weekend. And a friend of mine, Grace, who was our hostess for that weekend, said, you know what? Some of your symptoms sound like breast implant illness. She said, do you know Brooke? And she said her last name. I'm not going to say it here because I don't have her permission. And I said, no, I don't know her. She said, follow her on social media. She's going through exactly what you're going through. And it sounds identical. It sounds like you have the same thing. So I was like, okay. So I got home that night and got in bed and was, I decided to look it up and, and I put in ear pods. I remember I put in ear pods to watch her and turned over so Todd could just wouldn't hear it all and know what I was doing. <laughs> so, and then I started crying because she was living the same thing I was living, having, and she said it, she said the things verbally, like sometimes you can't get out of bed or didn't want to get out of bed. I remember so many nights going to sleep, being completely fine if I didn't wake up. Oh, I was so sick. I didn't care if I woke up and there wasn't anything joyful enough to make me feel joy based that was better than how I felt. 
I felt like my body was just shutting down another, I don't know another way to say it. And um, so I started following her and then I found some groups on different social media forms that are breast implant illness groups. And I started listening to them and their stories and what they've been through and how they discovered it and everything. I learned that it's a real thing. There's millions of women who've had, who have or have had breast implant illness and that there are women who have died. There's also a breast implant cancer, cancer caused by having breast implants. And it's caused from the inflammation that the implants cause in your breast. That inflammation doesn't, I don't know all the technicalities, but it doesn't heal correctly and, or it doesn't, and that causes cancerous tumors, but it's, it's a breast implant illness caused um, breast cancer and women have that. Then I learned that probably 80% of plastic surgeons who do breast implants don't believe in breast implant illness. They don't think it exists. They, that's how they make their living. So there's not enough um, research, but then there are those that completely believe it exists. There are surgeons who have turned their practices around from doing plastic surgery and they do nothing but take care of women who want explants. They do nothing but explants. And they, they really do fight for those women. Like a mission. It's their, it's their, their mission. There are great doctors that do that. And, and, but it, most of them do not take insurance because normally health insurance will not pay for explants because it is um, a surgery that we chose to do. And um, I was very well aware of that during my thing. I, the guilt I felt for how sick I, when I realized what it was, what I was putting my husband through and everything was horrible. Todd figured out that I was upset that night and asked me what was going on. And I showed him some of Brooke's videos and he was like, whoa. So he was like, okay, well, we know what it is now. He's, I said, well, what do you think about explant? He said, you're more important than your boobs, which, you know, was made me very happy to hear. I love Todd. He's, he's, <laughs> just, he's such a great support. And you know, I think that's part of the guilt that you have when you look back and you think, gosh, you know, the man is a saint, right? I put him through so many things. And Mary, I want to stop right here for just a second because we've not really talked about it. I was there that, um, that afternoon, you guys were talking about symptoms and I had to leave the next day. So it kind of got shut down, but I remember that comment. And then you quietly did this research on yourself. Uh, for yourself. You know, it wasn't like you were shouting it from the rooftops because I also remember the do retreat. I think it was right after that, the next one, you didn't come or it was the one before you weren't feeling good, but you didn't tell me why. And I have a feeling thinking about that. A lot of times you weren't feeling good and just, you know, you couldn't show up, but you didn't know why you weren't feeling good. And, and it was so unlike you knowing you miss achiever, uh, that you just are, are, yeah, you have so much responsibility and you always show up, Mary. And when you don't show up, there's something wrong. That was like, that's such a red flag. Now that I know you so well, I wish I would have maybe, you know, didn't feel right in my gut. Like you say, you listen to your, your gut also, but you know, again, if you're listening to some of 
of this, if you're listening to this podcast, as it goes on, think about some of the friends that, you know, that can't get out of bed. And it's like, I remember they, they were thinking that that's, oh, it's menopause or, or it's, um, what is it? Fatigue syndrome or something. It's, it's all in your head, right? Or it's too much stress, but this is real. This is real talk, everybody. This is real talk. Or like, you're really not superwoman. You can't do it all. You know? <laughs> so. But it, when, when it brings you to your knees, you know, and this is, this is what, um, you know, you, you like four years of not feeling well, right, Mary? Four? Um, almost six. Yeah. If you look at the whole time, cause I started realizing how I started alienating myself from friends and from going to do social activities and even family things, unless I had to, I started coming up with excuses because I just couldn't get through it, you know, or I did get through it. And then I was sick and felt like I couldn't get out of bed for a few days. I have some family functions that we do every year that I'm kind of in charge. I help my mom out a lot during it. And she's older. And I, because of the amount of responsibility I feel about everything, I take her I'm so exhausted afterwards. I dread those events when it should be an event I've enjoyed. And I say that in present tense because of this, even though I've had my breast implants removed and trust me when I say this, and you probably know, I feel so much better. I forever have an autoimmune disorder. Everything's not back to 100%, but I'm getting there. I feel it's been three years since I had the implants removed, and that's how long it's taken me to be able to talk about this in pup with anyone, much of anyone. Um, but I'm glad that I have talked about it to a few friends because I've had at least one, if not two friends, have explant surgery, and they feel like they have their lives back, just like I do. And they're in the dental industry. And you don't know until you know, you just have to share. It's like this underground network of women, not, they're like, why am I so sick? Well, for me, I felt like it was my, when I realized I felt like it was my vanity that made me sick. I know. And that's so, that's just so ridiculous. We all do things to, we want to look good and feel good and be young. I mean, and, and we thought it was safe. The doctors tell you it's safe. You go to the doctor, doctor after doctor after doctor, there's nothing wrong. I mean, those are just natural, I think, natural inclinations, Mary. And we just have to, you know, we have to be kinder to ourselves, but thank God to be on the other side of it. And it, it does sometimes take three years to get on the other side of actually really feeling well and being able to share this to, to save someone else from from, you know, going through this kind of trauma, because you never know who it's going to happen to, right? I mean, I, we all know women that have, have implants, and, you know, most women wish they had them uh, at one point or another, you know, your, your, your hair's never curly enough, your, your body's never good enough. I mean, there's a little things, I mean, it's not even imposter, just like uh, the worth of us is, uh, you know, compared to uh, Miss Barbie out there that we all played with when we were little girls. And so I, I love that, it's coming around to being more natural in this world, but still, how is that going to change? Well, that's what I want to do. One of the things I wanted to do on this podcast, thank you for asking me to be on, is give the women listening some tips from what I learned of how to, how to, I don't want to say get around the system, but let's get around this. So like I said, breast implant breast explants are not normally pay, paid for by health insurance. Um, so I was like, but I'm having pain. 
because I was in my left breast. I realized, and then I realized I'd been having it, but I thought oh, it's, you know, but, and then when I would have an, uh, uh, a mammogram, they were like, no, everything looks fine, but I'm having pain. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm just supposed to have pain too. Just part of life. Yeah. Just part of life. Oh, I got something in there and it's just a little funky, but okay. Right. So I did more and more research about how they don't pay. And then I saw a, a tip, um, a tip board, what to do. One of the reasons insurance will pay for explant surgery is if you're in pain. And that has to be the reason the doctor puts on. So I knew when I went into my doctor and it was true, it wasn't a lie. I didn't just go in saying, I've got these breast implants and they're poisoning me and blah, blah, blah. I knew that that was the wrong thing to say because this was not a doctor on the, that was, those doctors, by the way, are booked up for months and sometimes years in advance. Um, so I found one that did explant surgery, but I could tell he wasn't really completely on board with implant, breast implant illness, but he knew I was in pain. He, could, he had ordered the x-rays. He could see that I had a caps, uh, capsulation, which is where the muscle had grown into part of the um, implant and um, it just hurt. It was never going to. Well, that doesn't uh, sound good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and um, so he agreed to do the explant and my health insurance covered most of it because now we did do a pre-treatment authorization because I wanted to know what I was going to owe if they didn't cover it. The minimum I knew I would owe would be $10,000 because they cost between ten dollars and $20,000. And I know of women who have either saved for years, taken out another credit card, taken out a loan, borrowed from family members, just to have their breast implants removed because they didn't know to say this about their health insurance. And they probably are hurting, you know? Oh my gosh. They just go in and say, I just want them out. I want them out. I feel like they're making me sick. You've got to know the verbiage and it's, I'm in pain. And even if there's not a capsular contraction, which there usually is if you're in pain, just say you're in pain. It, you've got something going on that's causing the problem. And you, as long as you've got some pain that you can prove, that's how I got it paid for. Because there are women out there who are waiting and waiting and waiting, cannot wait till the day they, got, they get their implants out. Because they feel like they're going to have a life again. It's a very real thing. My friend, Trish, and I won't say her last name, she had been so sick for a while, she got really sick at a dental conference, a big one, and then realized she had blood clots in her legs and couldn't fly. And she, I spent a lot of time with her and she got where she couldn't walk, she couldn't do, she had no breath, her body kept swelling, her hair was falling out, she kept gaining weight no matter what she did, she had breast implants in that were almost 20 years old and she just kept getting sicker and sicker. She got them out last August and she feels like a, a real human again. She feels like she has a true future because that's not something you feel like when this illness gets you down, you don't feel like you have a future. All you feel like is that, you know, 
it's <laughs> you're going to wake up dead and no one's going to know why you died. <laughs> right. Because you, you don't, you don't understand why am I feeling so badly? And everybody tells you it's, it's, it must be in your head because your blood work looks good. Everything's good. And yet this is so real. And the thing that really bothers me, Mary, and you know, I mean, I, I love how you're an advocate for this. And, you know, I know you, you're going to, this is just the beginning of another career for you, probably Mary Fisher day, but I know shake your head, but the fact that they didn't do a, a biopsy on that. I mean, the, the, the mold they found, I mean, you could tell that. So why would they not do the biopsy on that so that you can get some answers and help other women if this is so real. And, and obviously it is because you're feeling a hundred percent better a hundred percent better. You look a hundred percent better. And I actually know Trish. And I remember when she was going through that um, and she didn't know what was wrong. Nobody could figure out was what her, her knees were all swollen and all of that stuff that was going on in, in her life. There were no answers for, and yet this is the answer that this should be, this is a real medical condition. All right. So the cause, the true cause from the implants to the breast implant illness is inflammation. It's the inflammation of your body fighting that foreign substance that you have in your body. So your inflammation just spreads throughout your body and they're not figuring out that it's coming from, you know, the implants that you've got a foreign object in your body. My surgeon knew that I was allergic to latex and adhesives, yet he put silicone in my body because the capsule is made of silicone and it leaches the chemicals out. Go online if you're ever curious and Google breast implant removal or images of, of breast implants after being removed and look at what they look like after they're taken out of our bodies. Mine had, my left breast implant had black particles floating in it. It had this mold around it. The capsule, the capsule is, is the tissue that your body produces to protect you from the implant. Every woman who has implants has a capsule because it's a foreign body, it's a foreign in your, in your breast. So my surgeon removed the capsule as well and he did have it tested. However, he did not have my breast implants tested. He said they are ordered to destroy them per hospital policy. While you go to one of these other doctors, which I kind of in retrospect wish I had, um, they will have your implants tested and give them back to you. You see, you cannot sue any of the breast implant manufacturers unless you have the breast implants to sue them with. When I wrote Allergan, I said, what is the deal? You know, this is what happened to me. You're supposed to tell them, supposedly. They were like, well, we need to see your breast implants. I said, the surgeon, and I wasn't in a suit type thing because there's all kinds of lawsuits. And, but I was just curious how they would handle it. And they said, well, we can't do anything unless we have your, we want to see the implants. I was like, I've got pictures. No, we need to test them ourselves. I mean, that just seems wrong. I, I just, it, it feels like it hides something so valuable and important to women's health um, that affects so many people. I mean, not, again, the woman and the families and the friends and every single every facet woman. of their life. 
coworkers. And I do want to say that inside my capsules, after I had a staph infection, I had histocytes and um, silicone that had leached out and was actually in my breast tissue, in that tissue in the capsule around the, the um, valve of the implant because silicone um, saline implants have a valve because they can be have fluid added to or whatever removed um, was mold. Both implants, right and left, both had mold around the um, valves. Wow. Inside your body. Inside my body. I mean, no wonder you, you couldn't get out of bed and no wonder and you I, weren't feeling well. I still don't know what the black stuff was floating in there. I will always be curious about that. I keep the pictures. I also kept the pictures of all the, because you go home with drains and the stuff that comes out, and I'm not going to get disgusting at all, but the stuff that comes out in those drains makes you wonder like, what the heck is that? That's not just blood. That's not what is that? You know, and I know Trish did the same thing. And I, I like my husband, my sweet husband, thank goodness. He helped me with when I had to clean, you know, clean that out. And you have to measure all the stuff in the drains and everything and do a report because your body is anyway to even get the drains taken out. So um, it's it's something that will kill you. It has killed women. It's caused women to kill themselves. It's caused divorces. It's caused problems between mothers and their children, mothers and their parents. Um, I, speaking of which, I still have never told my mother about this and she will not read this article unless my sister or brothers tell her. I'm, I'm not gonna tell her. In her mind, I could see her thinking, what a dumb thing to do, Mary. <laughs> oh, you no, know, you know, but you know, she loves you. And, you know, we always do, we do things that, you know, but you don't know, you don't know. And I do feel, especially knowing you, Mary, you, you always do things for the right reasons. I mean, it's just that you have to know that about yourself. And this is just a, I wouldn't say a hiccup. It's just, you know, uh, you get pressure and you had a lot going on and you can understand why you just said, okay, whatever, how often, I mean, this just points up to all of the medical and dental professionals out there, you know, we have to be on our game. We have to make sure do no harm. If you, there's an inkling that someone's going to get this, this needs to be out. This should be full page on the paper uh, because there's women right now that are going have an appointment tomorrow to have breast implants and that can oh, yeah. affect their entire lives. And it just, it's not going to get any better especially someone like you in the dental professional that talks to everybody that, and you're also, you're, you're a researcher. I mean, you research everything, you read everything you have your hands on. It took you this long to figure out what it was and how long, Mary, did you start feeling better? Um, Cause I know you look better. I mean, every time, you know, you look better, you act better. You, you've got that. What did Todd say? The light back, the in, lights your... back in my eyes. Yeah. Oh, and I feel, I feel it too, Mary. I see it. I see it. Oh. That's another thing I cannot emphasize enough is the toll it takes on your marriage. I am so blessed to have a wonderful husband. And I've read on all of these forums, post after post, of women, I would say most of them do not have my kind of husband. Their husbands were like, what do you mean you're having them taken out? No, you're not. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're just saying they make you sick. Blah, blah, blah. You know, or just. Well, do what you want to, you know, and making it very difficult. They don't believe in it. In other words, 
and the guilt that's put on you for not getting out of bed, not doing all the things you're doing, not, I mean, not doing this, not doing that. I mean, it's like, you know, if you can't physically do it until you're in somebody's shoes like that, you really can't understand what the toll is on the body. Because again, knowing you, there's, there's nothing that's going to keep Mary Fisher day down, except something that's out of her control. And this something was, you were out of, yeah. this was out of your control. It took me. So from the time I had, I mean, you could see the difference. I, the picture in the magazine are the pictures I took the night before. And then one, like two days later, because I didn't feel like it the next day, but it went like two days later, but the difference in my face, the swelling, the puffiness, the inflammation that came out of my body immediately. And I think that's some of what I saw in those dreams too, but just whatever it, it's like my body started shrinking back down and didn't feel as puffy all over in my face. And my eyes were glassy, literally glassy eyes. Look at that picture. You know what glassy eyed people are doing? They're dying. Wow. What people's look at people when they're dying, their eyes are glassy. You look at that, you could tell. I felt like, and that's how I felt. A walking zombie. Yeah. I felt like, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Mary. I can so see that. And you know, the other thing is we don't really have time to like go through all the symptoms, but that I really encourage you by the time this podcast comes out, I read some of them. Yeah. Read some of them, but they're going to, we have a list. We have a list of the symptoms that are be on our, um, on our website. If you go to Mary's number, uh, Mary's article, it's the, it's the spring edition of do.life. Please listen to your gut. And uh, that's from Mary Fisher day. So Mary, go ahead and, and just read a few symptoms and see if any of them resonate with our listeners today. Okay. Fatigue or chronic fatigue, hair loss, dry skin, breast pain, skin rashes, easy bruising, anxiety and depression, pain and or burning in breast, hormonal imbalances, estrogen or progesterone imbalance, cognitive dysfunction, meaning brain fog, difficulty concentrating, memory loss. I have memory loss like you can't believe. That's the reason I can't remember those trips and the cognitive dysfunction that I got had was put on Adderall, had never been on Adderall before, um, put on an antidepressant during that time because, you know, they thought that might be healthy poor sleep and insomnia, dry eyes, vision disturbances, um, vertigo, ear ringing. I still have that. That has not gone away. And they say that's one of the things that takes a while. Headaches and migraines, numbness or tinging sensations in upper and lower limbs. I still have some of that. Fevers, night sweats, intolerant of heat and cold. I still have the tolerant, the intolerance of heat and cold, but I had the fever and the night sweats bad before. Persistent bacterial, fungal, and viral infection. Remember I told you I kept running a fever? Mm-hmm. There we go. Oh, yeah. Delayed healing, allergies, swollen and tender lymph nodes, diagnosis of an autoimmune disorder. Got out that. of nowhere. Palpit- heart palpitations, shortness of breath, difficulty swallowing, reflux, metallic taste, irritable bowel syndrome, liver dysfunction, gallbladder problems, muscle pain and weakness, inflammation, that's got to be the number one thing that sets you off. If you're having any kind of inflammation and you have breast implants, that's the thing. Sore, slow recovery from working out, sore and achy joints, fibromyalgia, kidney dysfunction, unusual body odor. That's another big one people say. Nausea and vomiting, that was big with me. Weight fluctuation, low libido. Unfortunately, that was big with me too. 
altered menstrual cycle and cold and discolored limbs, hand and feet. Those are just some of them, but those are real. That's a lot. Yeah. Todd was reading all those. He said, you've had most of those at one time or another. I said, yes, I did. Mary, I've, I've got to, I've got to tell you something. I, just as you're reading those out loud and I've read those, cause I've read the article a couple of times. I'm thinking of somebody in my head right now that I worked with that I'm going to call after this because she went to every doctor and a couple of those on there that are unusual she had, and they never figured it out. Okay. So go on. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, interrupt you, but I think we're all say, maybe thinking of somebody, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I have a, a friend whose, whose wife isn't feeling good and she hasn't, but how do you approach the friend and say, does your wife maybe have her check this? But anyway, um, um, the husband thing, I felt like I neglected him so much. I mean, he didn't get what he signed up for when he married me there for those years, you know, and being so busy with my work and everything. I'm just, they, it's hard. Now you can go online and see there are groups, Facebook groups specifically for relatives or, or support network of women who with breast implant illness. So they can go on and commiserate and find out, is this what it's supposed to be like? Is So Todd joined one of those groups. He's so good like that. And um, he learned a lot more from watch, from reading that. I told him, I said, honey, I can't tell you what's going to happen next any more than I can tell you what's happening now. I said, but I want them out as soon as possible. It's the only chance I feel like I've got to feel normal again. And he said, let's do it. So we both joined these groups and studied and listened and read. And I continued watching Brooke's video. She got hers out about three weeks before I did. So I watched her progress. And it, it's, it's amazing how much better you will feel. But it's, it's a slow process. The older you get, the older you are when you have them removed and everything, the older, like Brooke was in her 30s. I was 54, you know? Um, it's a big difference from being 31 to 54, mm -hmm. um, to doing it, but the older you are, the harder it is. I mean, our metabolism, everything slows down. So of course, ridding our bodies of poisons. So I tried all kinds of detoxes. I, I ate healthy. I made sure to eat protein, drank a lot of water, drank lemon water, drank lemon, cayenne water, you name it. I tried to just detox as much as I could to get the poison out of my system and get the inflammation out, studied everything anti-inflammatory, all the things I could eat or drink that would help reduce inflammation. Wow. And, and now look at you, look at you now, Mary. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you know, a, a couple of things, courage, commitment to a marriage. You know, a lot of people say, Oh, how do you guys stay married so long? Well, it's not always that easy. It's, it, you know, it's, 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 it's easy to be married to your Todd, my Tom, but it's really not. You still have to be that com committed to each other through thick and thin and the respect that the Todd has for you that he knew that, you know, again, you're more than just your boobs. And, and we <laughs> all are, we all deserve um, to feel healthy and, and something so like you thought was such a good idea. It, well, not, not necessarily a good, idea, but so many women feel like it's a good idea. Yeah. You just want to live, but we also want to share this with, with those that are out there. Not everyone's going to be allergic or not. Everyone's no. going to, you know, have these, this, um, 
these symptoms and 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 the realization that this is poisoning their body, but it's it's real. It's real, and you have to listen to yourself. I can give women one way of knowing if you have a difficult time wearing a silicone watch band or any kind of silicone on your body, if you are allergic to latex or any kind of rubber gloves or anything like that, or adhesives, you're likely going to be allergic to your implants. Wow. That's another tip to use because I found that to be the case. I can't wear silicone, watch anything. I can't wear anything silicone. Even those cute little silicone wedding bands, you know, yeah. once we realized what was going on, I'm like, I'm not wearing those, you know, to do things that you've got a wedding band on and you're not getting dirty. But um, yeah, so if you have a problem with silicone, rubber product, products, anything like that. Well, I think that the, to, to, you know, wrap this up, you know, again, do your research, <laughs> listen to your gut, love yourself for who you are every shape and size, you know, it's just, it's, you know, and, and, and I don't have a, you know, an aversion to plastic surgery and all that kind of stuff, oh. but it's like, if, you know, cause I, I remember that seeing that, cause you know, you get to a certain age, like, oh, I don't think I should do a, a face. I guess it's one thing to do a facelift and it's another thing to put stuff in your body, yeah. but still, when you think about it, you know, let's just grow old gracefully and be, and, and see the beauty of a woman from the inside out. And, and I, and I really hope that's a message that we can get across to our friends, our daughters, our dues, um, women that are listening to us that you're, you're okay. And you're, and you're really perfect the way you are. And if you're a dental entrepreneur woman, here's one thing I want to leave people with from me. Anyway, if you're a dental entrepreneur, if you're a woman who's an entrepreneur, don't let the fact that you're competing with, or you feel like you're competing with women who are younger and more beautiful, have better bodies, whatever. Don't let that affect your self-esteem to the point that you feel like you need to go have surgery because I was, that's part of what led me to it. I felt like, uh, I'm not going to be able to compete. These women are getting leads and I'm not, and you know, all this kind of stuff. It was really, that was part of it for me. But yeah. don't, your life's not worth it. Your life is not worth any amount of how pretty you can look. Yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's all the outside, isn't it, Mary? It's all the outside. Yeah. We have to work more on the inside. And if you need some help, and I would like to, to put this out there, if you need help, call a do. Mary, yes. you can find Mary. Um, her contact information is in the publication. She's on our, our dental entrepreneur board. You can find all of us if you need the support. Um, you know, we, we base everything we do on living your strengths and, and, and being you and doing you. So um, I'm going to, and I do have references I can give for most of the country. I studied it enough. So, well, Mary, that's beautiful. You, you've done, you've done a lot of work for all of us and you will always continue to do that. And I thank you, Mary, for coming on to just share your story so they could hear your voice. Um you know, how it really was for you and, and how it was for Todd and how you are moving forward. And, and we can't wait to have you around for another, let's see, Mary, another, I don't know, another 50. Apparently we can, we're all going to live to be about 110. So, <laughs> you know, we got, a, we got a, a long way to go so we could be friends and, and still accomplish and contribute uh, to the world around us. So this is a big contribution, Mary. And I thank you so much for being on this podcast today. Um, you know, leave your con comments, share this if you can. And, um, and most importantly, everybody that's listening, 
keep doing you. Thank you, Mary. Absolutely. Thank you for letting me tell the rest of the story. Oh, we love you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Just Do It podcast hosted by Ann Duffy. To learn more about dental entrepreneur women, to share your story, or to join the movement, please visit our website, do.life. That is D-E-W dot life. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app to make sure you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, keep doing you.